Hello, everyone. Hi. That was well-timed. Welcome to Crack Classics (laughs) Weekly Podcast, where we take a classic movie, watch it, see if we like it today. Yeah. See if it sucks. Yeah. See if it makes us cringe and... Feel pity for the human race. Or disdain, horror. <laughs> Rage. Or I don't know if we're going to get that. We way. roll our eyes so far back in our heads, we look at our brains for the now, rest of our lives. that is going to happen, because <laughs> oh, yeah. we have Faye Dunaway this week. I love Faye Dunaway. But... <laughs> I'm not saying she's not a good actress. She's really good, but she still makes my eyes roll. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> it just worked in network. You know? uh, yeah, it worked real well in network. And it might work here, too. <laughs> this week we're watching Bonnie and Clyde. Yay! Criminal Heroes, my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it does star <laughs> two of my most... Um, What's the word? Unenthusiastic actors. I, I have no feeling for either Ned Beatty or Faye Dunaway. I mean, I have a little more opinion of Faye Dunaway, but it's still, I just don't care. This is Ned Beatty? Did I say Warren? You said Ned. Oh, I said Ned. I think Isn't this is Ned? Warren Beatty. Warren, okay. Sorry, we were thinking network and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, Warren Beatty, my, excuse me. That that makes a lot more yeah. sense. <laughs> I only sort of know the Bonnie and Clyde story, which I assume is the the myth, the legend that we have elevated in our awe of these criminals. Well, yeah. So I don't know how true it really is. and Not particularly. Yeah. And how uh, apt, or uh, I can't come up with big words today, how, <laughs> how accurate the movie is. Um. Probably about as accurate as every other biopic out there. Fair enough. <laughs> I've not seen this. Have you? I have not, no. Okay. No. And it is Warren Beatty, by the way. It is Warren. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ned Beatty just doesn't strike me as the charismatic gangster type. No. He's, I love him. He's, he's the smoky back room but, yep, absolutely. mob boss guy. He's, yeah. he's the boss tweed political dealings. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He's sitting in Tammany Hall. Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Warren Beatty is absolutely charming the pants off of the people that he's robbing. Like, <laughs> that's Warren Beatty. He does have that draw <laughs> to him. And that should play well, playing Clyde. I mean, he was a great Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone else, especially at that time, could have been Dick yeah. Tracy. And I'm also... Big fan of Bullworth. I realize what it is now, but I love that movie. I really love that movie. I, I saw it as a kid, didn't understand it. I'm sure, I've got to watch it again. Uh, well, shit, we've only got six more years until we start doing a 90s edition, so uh, we can drop it in then. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it in. That, that would be a good one for the show. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. But here we're we're just gonna stick in the depression. Yep. Stealing old heavy cars. And fighting the man. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. I never got the vibe that Bonnie and Clyde were doing it to be against the man. Uh, but they were doing it 
to be against the traditional way of doing things. I suppose, like, but because they didn't want, they didn't want to do what they were told was the right thing. Fair enough. But, but that could just be the myth working. Exactly, on me. I don't know. It <laughs> feels very romanticized to me. Yeah, yeah. And so I wonder how true that is. I mean, I'm sure we're going to amp up the myth and the legend in this story. Oh, I'm absolutely. That's why it's hailed as a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this Stockholm syndrome vibe that gets weird the further you go. Because wasn't Bonnie, like, supposed to be a, a victim of Clyde's, like, he kidnapped her or something? Um, uh, maybe. And then she realized that she had a taste for danger. and That's entirely thrill. possible, yeah. And then she just got a little out of control, and she, she wore the pants. <laughs> like and you do. They both wound um. up dead. <laughs> I understand that. Once you get into something, you can sometimes get really into something. Especially, to the point of obsession and danger. And... Well, I mean, especially if you've been warned away from it your entire life and told that it's bad, and then you do it, and you're like, you know what, this feels really good. It's where we get addicts. That's true. Like, (laughs) these people made this out to be the worst thing ever, but it's making me feel fantastic. I'm going to keep doing it. For this movie, don't rob banks. Oh, hey, robbing banks feels good. (laughs) I get it. Adrenaline rush. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Thrill of the chase. (sighs) Some people like the danger of maybe we'll get caught. That never really appealed to me. Oh, um. Too much anxiety. Yeah, that's why I'm not. Couldn't a enjoy the thrill. I'd enjoy it too much. But... Ah, I see. <sighs> yeah. Well, shall we go get the thrill? <laughs> Let, let's let's live vicariously through these two <laughs> crazy kids and get our thrills without the risks. Yes, we'll dive into the myth and see what it does to us. We'll be back with intermission impressions and um, sacks of money. Oh, hopefully. With dollar signs on it. Oh, God, that would be the best. Yeah. We're laying into the myth. Come on. Oh, well. <laughs> well. Uh, this is dysfunctional. <laughs> That's a word for it. Chaotic. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Impulsive. It's very impulsive. It's also a bit um, destructive. Oh, more than a bit destructive. What's, what's the opposite of symbiotic? Oh, where um, where the things come together. Antagonistic. And, yeah, they they work to destroy each other oh. instead of work to build each other up, like a symbiotic relationship. Congress. Well. <laughs> This is the middle of the Depression, yeah. so that was already an example that was set. <laughs> the banks failed, and you try to rob the banks, but they don't have any money because they failed. Uh, I like how we start from the beginning. Yeah. They meet. They Things don't get started off the best. Yeah. But they eventually get some money and a little reputation, and then they just kind of let the newspapers do the rest. I was a little surprised to find out Bonnie was 21. I thought she was like a teenager when this all started going down. No, she'd already hit the um, adulthood ennui. 
<laughs> the, uh, this is not what I thought my life was going to be. And that was the, the fuel for her. Uh. Yes, please take me away. Fair enough. Even if I'm apparently a uh, stereotypical girl and you knew my entire life, with the exception of a few minor details. Well, that was the thing, though. He could tell her life because she wasn't the stereotypical girl. I suppose. Maybe it's just our uh, profiler history. She fits a profile. (laughs) But maybe she started that profile. Well, there's also the whole he's got that thing where, uh, what do I say, he's able to tell her what she already knows to convince her that he knows something, and um, there's a word for it, and I'm just not finding it. Manipulative. There's a, yes, but there's... That's what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. He's thoroughly abusive. Like, at their first meal thing at the table, he tells her to change this one thing about her hair because he doesn't like it that cements his position of control and for now well she is not the best uh submissive's the wrong word because there's she's not that elements of consent involved in that um she is definitely not submissive no well that's it she's she's not submissive she's willful <sighs> yeah it's this um, dual manipulation. Yeah. And we haven't fully seen the effects that Bonnie has on Clyde. We're starting to. Like the whole pull over yeah, yeah. thing. She says some truth about his uh, lovemaking. But she weaponizes it. She's not. Yeah. Oh, she knows what she's doing. Absolutely. This is just ridiculously toxic. Everything about this is. Bad. Yeah. And Bad. honestly, what has it produced aside from a body count? Uh, we saw inter- what? Two successful robberies? Entertainment for the masses? I guess. I we, saw, we saw two, but there's been a lot more reported. And they're not talking about the. You kind of get the feeling that, like, if those weren't them, they'd be like, hey, that wasn't even us. And they're, like, giving us credit for it. So I think they Duh. actually were. Running around doing all that shit, so... I don't Just know. because it didn't happen on screen, I think they're a little more successful than... That was what I always thought. Just the two we've thought. But... The two we've seen. But when he's reading that article, I mean, they're not outright guffawing yeah, yeah. over all of it, but there's still this level of comedy that comes with him reading that article. It's sort of implied of, wow, a lot of this is bullshit. All right. It was sort of left vague for me. Is it, or is it the fact that they're taking great joy and delight in the fact that everybody is reading about their exploits? It could be that, too. I, you know, I I'd talked about the, the legend and wondering how accurate this is and how much of the legend itself is true. Yeah. And it's still being kept ambiguous, even in the movie. Which I kind of like. Which is kind of nice. Yep. As much as I am just like, oh, God, this is toxic and awful, and why the hell am I watching this? It's a goddamn train wreck. I can't look away. I want to know what happens next. And I want to see more. That dysfunction is such a reality check to this legend. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us know that it was not a great relationship. and It wasn't good, no matter yeah. how much we romanticize it. 
but still to see it in a black yeah. and white sort of yeah yeah this is how they really were <laughs> I mean, it's Hollywood, so it's almost guaranteed that this is not how they really were. It's dramatic license. But it's not... It's not wholly unbelievable. And it's not strictly romanticized. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not shying away from the uglier aspects of their humanity that almost certainly had a role in what actually happened. And that darker side they're portraying so realistically that you believe it. Yeah. It could totally have been this because. Because yeah. I've known people like this. Uh-huh. Some um. people, when they're together, <laughs> just sort of assure their mutual destruction. Yep. But whether they want to or not. Yep. Usually they don't want to and they don't mean to, but that's what's happening. Yep. Yeah, I was definitely wrong about she was kidnapped or whatever. It, no. No. She begged to come along. She was like, get me out of this banal existence. Mm-hmm. They were both kind of using each other right from the get-go. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a pretty girl accomplice who can drive a car. Oh, yeah. danger boy. <laughs> Who's the first boy that's not actively trying to get in my pants that stopped me from getting into his? What is going on here? Right. I must know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I see nothing in their relationship that's positive for either of them. Except maybe the fact that they actually see each other. Uh, They see each other, but they're not acknowledging what they're seeing to each other. Uh, They're they're just shitty people. Exactly, they're using what they see (laughs) against them. Yeah. That's not positive. But they're using truth. They're not... They're not making up wild accusations about each other. They're not, like, at least it's honest. Uh, <laughs> and it's not the strongest. No, point, it isn't. But you are correct. But <laughs> I can't fight if, that. If we're looking for one spark of positivity <laughs> in this whole thing, at least they're honest. Fair. Honesty doesn't have to look pretty. And it sure the hell ain't always positive. Well, sometimes... It's usually not positive at all. The truth is terrible. Exactly. But if you can't acknowledge the truth, you gotta gotta at least start from that. Like, if you can't acknowledge the truth, there's nothing you can do to change it. (sighs) Yeah. And that's my issue here. I guess there's an acknowledgement of the truth, but they're not doing anything about changing it. No, they're not. They are just using it for <laughs> But that still puts more them like destructive me. A few steps ahead of so many other people I know. True in the thirties, like... this was very progressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did like the scene where they're in the, the bank seized house. Yes. And the farmer's family comes by for one last look, and there's just that moment of Fuck, this is the world we're in, and it sucks. Here, have a gun. Shoot the house. Yeah, <laughs> shoot your house that is not yours anymore because the bank took it. Yep. It is trying to infuse that romanticized fighting against the man legend. Yeah. But really, that's all that there's been. Just that one scene. Since then, it's just been, we're on the lamb. 
Yeah. Where Robin Well, Banks no, were... the, this whole thing with the sheriff that just happened. Well, there was that. He's like, there's a problem when a lawman is out here trying to collect a bounty in the state that he isn't even officially a cop in. Yeah. When he should be at home protecting the poor people. Um, Which shows their ignorance when it comes to law enforcement. Well, well no, because then he goes into the story of how that one gang or whatever was shooting at the cops, protecting him, when it should have been the other way around. Uh, yeah, true. There, there are nuggets in here, but it's overwhelmed by the ridiculous toxicity. Uh-huh. Which is a product of that system. If they were in a position where law enforcement was properly protecting them and taking care of them, and if they'd been taken care of from the jump, they wouldn't be in this situation. It's the fact that the systems that are there supposedly to protect them and serve them and help them are failing miserably that they're doing what they're doing. Doesn't make it okay, but it's exactly why it's happening. Until we fix those systems, it's going to keep happening. Right. And of course, it's made very apparent this point in time because of the Depression. Yep. So it's all amplified. Yep. It almost feels like an excuse to justify the, their crimes. Sort of. Explanations sound like excuses a lot of the time. Very true. <laughs> and... It's more of a social commentary than an excuse, really. Yeah. You know, if things in life were better... This shit wouldn't happen. Then we wouldn't have to resort to this. Yep. It's more of... I mean, it is an excuse, but it is a commentary on life, society we are in. (laughs) I kind of don't like Because we can say that now about parts of our life of, well, if something else had been better in... 20 years ago, we wouldn't be in this mess now, you know. Well, the automatic characterization of excuses as a bad thing really bothers me. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> nah. It's more one of those word choice semantics than anything. Because what's the difference between an excuse and an explanation? Uh, or a justification? Yeah. You know, it's really a matter of perspective. An opinion. Yeah. Generally, an excuse is seen as a bad or not worthwhile justification. Generally, or an excuse is seen as a justification for inappropriate behavior and like automatically dismissed because of that. It's not acceptable because you still did the bad thing, which. <sighs> Meaning, no matter what your explanation is, it's an excuse and that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. You did the bad thing. I don't care what your why you did was. the bad thing. Yeah. Well, I did the bad thing because there wasn't another option Oops. available. So <laughs> did the bad thing because fuck you. That's why. Because that was it. That was all I had. If I didn't do the bad thing, then what the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. Like, and you wouldn't have known bad things are going on. <sighs> You would keep you. You would have no qualms about continuing to do your bad thing. Um, but they still are. I mean, banks are still <laughs> failing. It's just, in the midst of the depression. still failing, still stealing yeah. homes. Uh, just it's a vicious cycle. It is. We're highlighting it in here a little bit. <laughs> I am glad we have a lot more of the gritty reality. 
yeah. than just this overarching romanticizing of these heroes from the Depression. I, I, I think we're yeah. going to get more of that in the second half as it gets to be a bigger thing. Maybe. And that's all right with me, I feel, because we at least saw the beginning and how real it started before legend takes reality out of control and everyone winds up dead. Well, not everyone. I think Blanche survived and remarried. I have no idea. I don't know my history on this well enough, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know there was a getaway driver. I didn't know like that. actual yeah. one. Let's go learn more. Yeah. Because this is obviously completely true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like all Hollywood movies. We'll be back with our curtain call. And bullet holes on the side of your car. Because that's what happens when you point out the problems with the man. Do you see what happens, Larry? <laughs> when you find a stranger in the Alps. <sighs> yeah, a bit more romanticization for the latter half. <laughs> Figured it would be. Yeah. Um, still very real. Yeah. Very gritty. Yeah. And the way we just end. Like, well, yep. they're dead. The end. Yep. I've, I've seen that scene before. <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, gave everyone permission to, oh, we can do this in movies now? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Hayes goes. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Like, shooting the cop in the face mm-hmm. through the window. Friggin' Gene Hackman's headshot. His, his, his massive long, head wound. <laughs> his long, drawn-out death. Oh, Yeah. And we did get a comment about how the media over-sensationalized this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you can't really, you don't really know which robberies they did and which ones were just attributed yeah. to them by the news. Well, I like that whole poem that Bonnie wrote. I love that they knew how to use the media even back then. Yeah. Sending those pictures with the Texas Ranger. <laughs> well... Probably should have just killed him since he's the one that that pissed him off enough to do the necessary digging to find and catch him. Mm-hmm. Well, catch. Ambush and kill them. That part kind of confused me because why Why didn't they kill him? Why did they think it was going to be worse for him to be embarrassed by this picture? Because it was. I mean, yeah, it was, but it screwed them over in the end. Well, they were trying to discourage bounty hunting. Well, that's that was the intent of that. Didn't think um, about the big picture because I never thought about. Well, they the kind of were thinking about the big picture because I'm pretty sure that helped discourage a goodly number of bounty hunters. Yeah, but it didn't discourage one this guy's vendetta <laughs> against them. Yeah, <laughs> it did create the vendetta that ultimately got them killed. There is, but, yeah. there's wanton disregard from Bonnie and Clyde towards people in law enforcement and in banking as human beings. They just saw them as a problem, as part of the failing social apparatus, yep. which they are. <laughs> but they're still fucking people. They're still people, just as much as the criminals. Yeah, they were people doing what they felt they had to do at the time to get by. Yep. Through the hard times that they mention a lot. Yep. Which is why they weren't stealing as much. 
from the banks because the banks didn't have that much for them to take. <laughs> I do. This is a very well done movie. And yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of done in a told as is yeah. kind of way. Yeah, there's a little of that uh, aggrandizement, but that's because it was true to the story that was going on at the time. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, the newspapers were trying to survive in the Depression, trying to get people to buy newspapers. So they definitely leaned into this yeah. and made them the heroes. And the police are trying to drum up support for what they do, so they're pinning all this stuff on Bonnie and Clyde to justify their massive manhunt. And It was a nice distraction from all the, the foreclosures and evictions that they had been doing. Yeah. Oh, that no. wasn't making the front page anymore. Now it's, <laughs> we are pursuing Bonnie and Clyde. We saw them outside of town. Yep. They're in the ice cream parlor. <laughs> With the lead pipe. Oh, those little ice cream cartons were adorable. Those were. I've never <laughs> seen that before. Ice cream in a takeout box. A little yeah. wire handle. It was, it was cute. And it was being carried by a son of a bitch. Yeah. I guess you just can't trust your can. <sighs> Sometimes. We had two sides of that. We had Bonnie's mom. Yeah. And then Moss's dad. Bonnie's mom wasn't stupid. Yeah. The charisma and the sweet talking of Clyde wasn't working with her. Nope. She knew what was going on and did not like it. She knew that she also knew that Bonnie trying to be around her was putting her in danger. True. She also knew that it didn't matter what she said or thought, Bonnie yep. was gonna do what she wanted to do. Yep. But then Moss's dad is just a two faced piece of shit. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know why Moss brought them home. I probably had was... no other option. Yeah, you yeah. Know what else to do? What else do you do? Yeah. You got Bonnie and Clyde, two of the most famous people in the country, injured. Can't take them to a hospital. So I'll take them to my abusive father. Yep. They'll feel right at home, because everyone in this movie is abusive and manipulative. Yeah. But pretty much all of our main characters here... We're very manipulative, but also very easy to be manipulated. <laughs> it was kind of fascinating. Well, when you live in a world of make-believe, make well, makes it easier to make-believe, you know? You, it, without a conscience, you know what works, manipulation-wise, because it works on you. Yeah. So you can take that knowledge and use it on other people. <laughs> If you don't have a conscience, which Blanche was the only one who had a conscience, she just... Did she really, though? She did. She just didn't know what to do with it. She was uh... very weak-willed and easily manipulated. <laughs> she did not possess the same skills of... Manipulation. Yeah, because she had a little conscience. Uh... Not enough of one to, you know, <laughs> have her do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. She was... It is not a defense for any sort of acquittal. She was still an accomplice. Yeah. She was also, like, very clearly traumatized by her upbringing in the church as a preacher's daughter and well, jumpy about everything. By and... the end here, especially once we met Moss's dad, everyone had an abusive upbringing. Everyone, That is the yeah. implication that you have. Yep. There's random messages... 
threw out here of if things were different in the past, this would not have happened. I don't even know if they, that was conscious on the part of the filmmakers. It probably it was just, wasn't. As just, soon as it came out yeah. of my mouth, I'm like, well, that's awfully convenient. <laughs> but I'm left with that feeling. And yeah. it's kind of that charismatic manipulation working on me. Because <laughs> people do that these days. Of Oh, well, if I wasn't, you know, if my dad didn't beat me as a kid, I wouldn't become an addict you know it's it's again those excuses that are you can't do anything about them it just is what it is <laughs> and you can listen to the sweet talker try to justify his shit but it still is what it is and ultimately that's what this movie is yeah it's just it just threw it all out on the, t- the table and said there it is and this is the story I definitely appreciate it for that. Yes. Didn't try to play anything up or downplay anything or... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I had to catch myself because I thought there was that was the message of this movie. And I'm like, no, but it's... There's not there a, message a message being pushed on us. Which no, is nice. It's, yeah, it's just a movie. It's not a sermon. Mm-hmm. Which is refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually there's some sort of hero worship or something going on, but... This is the comment I want to make about the world. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. To my art. (laughs) It's not in here. Uh, And that's the art of this movie, honestly. And that's what we're trying to say with our art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was... Um, Honestly, it's very impressive. We had this sensationalized bit of American lore yeah. that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about it and some people are obsessed with it. Yeah. And we didn't lean into that. No. We just tried to tell the story as it is. With just, whatever dramatic license yeah, yeah, from yeah. Hollywood, of course. You know. Because there's going to be some of that. And you're telling a story, you got to tell a story. Mm-hmm. A simple recounting of the facts is just a newsreel. Well, no, that's propaganda. Um yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, a newsreel should just be a simple recounting of the facts. Right. It's not, but theoretically. But we have to have a human story, a connection, <laughs> so you relate with the, the characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can kind of relate to the characters as people with depth. Kind of, yeah. Because they had that. Yeah. Even Blanche, who I didn't really like. <laughs> I mean, Faye Dunaway was over the top, as she always is, but it worked damn well I mean, for Bonnie. I was going to say, Bonnie is a pretty over-the-top person. Estelle Parsons was too over-the-top as Blanche. A little bit. A little bit. It just got to me by the end. But then I really felt for her when she's sitting in the, the, the hospital oh, prison. Oh, God. Her eyes all bandaged. She doesn't even know who she's talking to, and she just starts to spill her guts. Because the trauma is coming out Yep. to the wrong people. He doesn't care. He gets what he needs and he just walks out and lets her keep talking to mm-hmm. nobody. It's yeah. Really. Ugh, that and was that shows a heartless side of, of law enforcement. And oh, God, yeah. This movie does kind of want to paint law enforcement as the bad guy. 
I'd, it's not an active thing that I, it's Again, pushing. I think that's part of just like... I think that's just how the story went. Yeah, and letting it, yeah. it be what it is. I don't think they're trying to paint anything. But it's what I'm left with. That's uh, been a lot of my interactions with law enforcement. True, very true. Shit. I ended up liking this more than I thought I would after the first half. This is damn good. Yeah, I wasn't sure how I'd feel at the end no. either. I've enjoyed it. Pretty much the whole way through. I think Estelle Parsons was the only thing that really bugged me. It was just too much. I don't think so. Felt right for the character. Kinda. She was this jumpy, kinda hysterical preacher's daughter who fell in love with a criminal, thought she could change him, learned she couldn't. But she still loved him, so she was still there, but everything happened around her was freaking her the fuck out. Well... That's a good point. I mean, yeah, there were numerous attempts to get rid of her, but he wanted her the <laughs> fuck out. And Clyde, the, the what little honor that he had, he did say, well, family. Yep, she can. I can't do that to family. Yep. Which is a traumatic response. <laughs> Yeah, Because yeah. we know about the families and what they've done to these people. And you're still going to say you can't walk away from family after what they've done to you? Yeah, that's... um, yeah. That's rooted in trauma. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, families are dysfunctional, period. That just takes on different forms and levels of severity. But all of our families have some... Thing dysfunctional about it and sometimes the answer is to walk away mm -hmm. and i don't blame you nope sucks when that happens mm -hmm. sometimes but, you just need to walk away yeah. to realize some things and that you do eventually go back or you don't or you don't depending yeah, exactly on, yeah <laughs> like and sometimes you just need that perspective yeah you, you leave the situation and you go well I may have thought it sucked as a moody teenager, but it really was fine. Yeah. Or, oh, holy shit, that was... I'm so glad I got out of there. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and that yep. depends on your family and what you've gone through. Yep. This mess of characters. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support our little family, we've got a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. We're sick of Robin Banks. Shut up! <laughs> wow, we're speaking from an undisclosed location. <laughs> the IP address isn't that specific from where we upload these. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we rob banks in our backyard. Um, we have exactly, one Exactly, one state over. We're clean in this state. <laughs> Crackerclassics.com <laughs> If you'd like to suggest a bank, send us an email. <laughs> Cracker Classics at Gmail. We may or may not send you a cut. We will. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, treat your getaway driver well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.